0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bringing Virtual Care Home. My name's Tina Nall, and I'll be your host. My guest today is Dr. Bob Booth, and he is the Chief Care Officer at a company called Timely MD. Welcome, Dr. Booth. Thank you for agreeing to be my guest. Well,
1: thank you for having me on the show, Tina.
0: Yes, my pleasure. Well, so today we we will be talking about helping students thrive through virtual care, and um, at this time, Dr. Booth, can you give a little bit of your background and how you landed in your position at Timely MD for the audience?
1: Uh, absolutely, I, I think it's helpful to know a little bit about who Timely MD is, and that'll tell you a, a little bit more about how I ended up here. So at TimelyMD, our mission is to improve the health and well-being of college students by making virtual medical and mental health care available to students anytime, anywhere. Um, As colleges and universities um, look for solutions that improve student well-being and engagement and retention, they turn to TimelyMD more than anybody else. Uh, We started in 2017 uh, focused primarily on medical care for the higher ed population within about a year we realized there was a real unmet need on mental health so we added that um we were the only higher ed specific telehealth solution in 2020 when COVID hit and while we were already growing really fast you can imagine that was an incredible accelerant Mm -hmm. Uh, many of our partners um breathed a breath of relief uh, that there was a telehealth solution that could provide twenty four seven medical and mental health services, and just a few, re, you know, just a few days, mm-hmm. um, it was comforting to students. It was comforting to parents. Uh, it was the perfect solution at the perfect time. Um, campus leaders and students have found high value in this um, of having a virtual extension of their on campus resources. And so, over the years, we've been able to add more things to improve the care for students. So we've added psychiatry and health coaching. We have uh, faculty and staff support services. We've got um, digital uh, care journeys and meditations and uh, opportunities for students to connect through a peer community. So um, this is a little bit of our uh, beginning back in 2017 and, and how we've kind of come through the pandemic. Um, I entered uh, about a year ago and my official title is the Chief Care Officer. So as you might imagine, uh, being a physician by background, um, this is very synonymous with what a chief medical officer would do. Uh, However, it's a nod to the fact that we do uh, a significant portion. 80% of our visits here to date have been on the mental health side, so it's a bit of a reflection. Um, Personally, for me, the draw was for multiple reasons. My previous experience uh, was in brick and mortar uh, health around perioperative services. I'm an anesthesiologist by training. uh, And we were all like many, I'm sure many in your audience will recognize this, focused on the quadruple aim. Um, What healthcare economics um, tells us is where we should be focused, which was increasing um, access to care. Um, That's providing an improved experience uh, for our patients. It's increasing quality of care, um, added, it was originally a triple aim, so, so added uh, not long after was improving the experience of the provider themselves. And by the way, we have to do all this at a decreased cost. Right. So my intersection with TimelyMD and their innovative approach to taking care of students was that it solved for all of this. It does incredible right. things with increasing the access for students. Uh, we're doing amazing things with the quality of care that students can get. Providers love coming to work um, for us because uh, we're a very mission-driven company. We're very focused on students, and we have that ability to have a legacy impact on students. Uh, And because we're leveraging innovation to do this, it's zero cost to the students, uh, and it's done at a very fiscally responsible, low-cost way um, for our partners. So uh, those those are things that drew me to it um it's been uh, it's been an incredible experience to just see how many students were able to impact
0: yeah i I was reading on your company um earlier this week and was amazed at. Um, the I mean it feels like you thought of everything first of all, the holistic approach um, everything including um, health coaching for the transition from home to campus life uh, to the diversity of the provider staff, so that no one is left out and if somebody needs to talk to someone who has who is of the same ilk or 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 race you 've got all of that covered, so I was curious um on. In the, on the campuses where you bring this service, do you, in essence, replace their campus health um, provisions and, and provide the full solution? Or are you an addition to that um, normal infrastructure for campus health?
1: That, that's a great question to ask. We actually are a virtual extension of the on-campus resources mm-hmm. that already exist. And, and that speaks to the fact that we're solving for the fact that the on-campus resources are often overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if mental health was a grass fire before COVID, COVID was the gasoline. Right. And so in many ways um, we're entering into uh, a time where on-campus resources needed help. Uh, they, needed that, uh, they needed that partner. Um, One thing in particular is that over 40% of our visits take place after hours. It's nearly impossible with staffing shortages out there for um, campuses to meet the needs of students during operating hours because the needs far outpace uh, Mm -hmm. the capabilities. But then the fact that it's 24-7, our students need help 24-7. If you are going through a mental health crisis at 2 a.m., you can't wait till 8 a.m. Right. You need help immediately. Um, so that's a, that's a big piece for us. We augment the existing services that are already there. Now, as you might imagine, depending on the school, we work with um, elite schools. We have uh, half of the top 25 U.S. News and World Report schools, and we have rural community colleges and everything in between. So those on-campus resources are going to differ mm-hmm. um, based upon um, the makeup of the school, but we're here to partner with them and augment the services that they're providing to students.
0: Wow. Um, I'm also jealous of your demographic because your demographic, I think it's referred to on your website as digital natives, which was a new term for me, but so highly descriptive of that demographic. So, um you know, that differs greatly when, when we're providing remote patient monitoring to seniors with very little technology literacy um, and the intimidation fact- factor that comes along with it. Um, I did also read that besides the on demand, which is a, a tremendous value, you also have the ability for your students to schedule appointments um, that occur virtually too. So, all bases covered. That is absolutely phenomenal. Wonderful to hear. So can you share with our audience then um, how you see, in your point of view, uh, virtual care being different for that demographic than, for instance, the senior population?
1: I think that's a great question, and I'll, I'll springboard off of something that you already just said. So we are uh, fortunate to be working with digital natives. Um, of course, that's, that's not the only thing we love about that. We also love the fact that we can be impacting, um, students at a really formative time in their life. And we know that the care that we give has a legacy impact, um, for students beyond. It helps them accomplish their goals. We know who students that accomplish their goals and proceed to that two-year and four-year degree and through graduate school and professional training, um, they, they they do better financially mm-hmm. uh, in society, and they, they have a bigger impact within our, our economy. Um, you mentioned there being a little bit of a challenge at times around the technological adoption. Uh, and I think that's certainly something for us to keep in mind. I don't think that makes it impossible. It just means you need a little bit more time. And, and if you think about that, just look at Facebook, right? Where did Facebook start? Facebook started on college campuses, Uh, Now I would challenge you to find uh, a grandmother out there. My, my, my grandmother's on uh, Instagram, right? My um, 90 year old neighbor uh, is way more active on social media um, than anybody else in my household. And I have teenagers in my household um, because it's about connectivity and connectivity doesn't have an age range. Uh, We all want to be connected. Um, We all want to be part of a community and part of that 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 communal aspect that takes place is finding help, receiving help, but also giving help uh, to other people. So while I think there may be some challenges around the speed to adoption, I think there's way more alike than there is different between what we need to do. Um, Students want great, timely access to care so do seniors. They don't want to wait either, right? Students expect incredible quality. So students are comparing their interaction on our app, not with other telehealth experiences, but with other um, digital experiences they have, mm-hmm. right? And so they want quality as well, too. And everybody loves value. I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't care where you fit in the life continuum. Uh, we all want that value. So I think there's probably more alike than there is different. Um, we just have to be mindful about uh, reducing every single barrier that possibly exists. And that, that speed to technological savviness uh, may be a little bit slower, but by all means, it is definitely achievable when the value's there. Mm-hmm. And I think the value's immense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um where Uh, we develop our hardware for use and and we started that design primarily for seniors. We love to say that we've made it elegantly simple um, because the more simple it is, the more uh, chance for success uh, in those populations that haven't had a lot of experience uh, with uh, technology. I guess I have been in the remote patient monitoring world long enough to watch seniors really fumble with apps on phones versus a dedicated device. But I think that even that is changing because when you look at the statistics of people who have smartphone devices now across the age range, it's everyone. Um, So, you know, as long as someone does take the time with all of these uh, different ages to uh, teach them, what they need to know it, again, to your point, if there's a value to be had, then they'll embrace it. so
1: everybody wants simple and they want integrated right uh, and those were two key drivers um, when we were looking about what our experience looked like. so a- again, when you have someone who uh, needs care uh, at two in the morning, um, whether that's a, a mental health crisis or a medical need, and they're trying to think, how am I going to get to an urgent care? How am I going to get to an ER? Uh, The sign-on's got to be simple and it has to be integrated. And so we use the single sign-on mechanism that many students use for the university. So they just log in just like they do for all of their learning management systems. We're integrated with Canvas. We're integrated with Blackboard. So, so we are um, immersed in their experience. And so as soon as they log on, then, Everything that we offer is all in one app. Oftentimes for them, uh, it is on their phone. They can also do on the desktop or any tech enabled tablet as well too. Um, But they don't have to go hopping around uh, between different apps and over to different services. Um, It's all right in front of them. They just tell us what we need. And for a mental health crisis, our average time to connect a student to a mental health provider is four minutes. Wow. Um, For medical, our average time is less than 10 minutes. So I've been paying attention over the last couple of months. If I decided I wanted to go to the ER and I needed an Uber, I'm waiting 15 minutes just for my Uber to show up. So we have met and connected with the student and taken care of them in the time that it takes them to get a ride to show up and pick them up uh, to go to urgent care. So simplicity, seamless integration, everybody wants that. And to the degree that we can create that, um, it will really lower the barrier so they get straight to the care. We can get past the technology and get to the care.
0: Those are amazing statistics. Um, when you think about uh, the mental health uh, crisis in our country today and that demographic and the uh, the statistics around suicide, et cetera, boy, I just feel so much uh, better knowing that your company is out there and doing it this way. And you didn't uh, mention the downstream effect of the um, expensive medical bills when the Uber option to go to the ER or the urgent care is used as opposed to this option. So, I mean, it's a win-win all the way around. Well, and,
1: and I completely agree with you there. We serve 1.5 million students across 230 campuses. A third of them, over 500,000, are at a community college setting. And and we oftentimes think about the uh, challenges in higher education. Um, layer into that that you have a lot of people who are um, trying to manage child care uh, trying to do this while also uh, having multiple jobs, um, maybe supporting um, uh, older and younger people uh, in their household, and so when we think about all of the threats to a student's success, we have to remember that there are some students out there who are a flat tire away from being able to complete their um, their educational goals, and so we. We focus not just on traditional medical and mental health care as well, but we also offer basic needs that can help with uh, connecting students to transportation, uh, students experiencing uh, food insecurity um, or or having challenges with housing. Um, We've really got to go and find where the student is, what their needs are. And I'll say the same thing for the senior. We have to think about their experience and create technology that helps them solve what they're wanting to do. Um, our populations are incredibly resilient. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, if there's a silver lining um, to all the challenges that we've had, it's that it's revealed to us that uh, we're strong we're tough, but that doesn't mean we don't need help. Um, what it means is that a little bit of help can make a profound difference um, in someone's uh, educational goals and, their generational impact on from there.
0: Yeah. I love that you spoke about the legacy effect for that particular demographic. It's so true. So at this point in time, what's next for timely MD?
1: Well, uh, thanks for, for asking that. So, um, we are in the middle of a, of a mental health crisis. Um, we just released a study, um, that uh, looks at students' opinions of what they're experiencing on campus. Um, they say that um, mental health and stress is the number one reason um, why they feel pressured to abandon their goals. Uh, nine out of 10 students say there's a full-blown mental health crisis, and the American Psychological Association agrees with those numbers. Um, one of the things that was really staggering um, for me to hear Uh, both quantitatively and qualitatively, is that 60% of our college students are showing up on campus with a mental health diagnosis already. And 73% report moderate to severe psychological distress. So students are already showing up uh, with needs. Um, Probably one of the more Heartbreaking stories uh, for me of, of the fall semester was finding out that one of the students that we were taking care of um, had had a suicide attempt um, just weeks before showing up on campus. We can't afford to miss those students. Yeah. They, they, they can't have a gap. They can't show up somewhere, decide that they finally are ready to get care, which is a huge, courageous effort already to get through that inertia and to realize I I need to talk to somebody to then find out that their wait time is four weeks. They need to talk to somebody immediately. And so the study that we just recently released is really exciting because it shows that um, 75% of our students are reporting an improvement in their mental health after using timely care. Timely care is the experience that a student has with timely MD. Um, and a hundred percent of those students who presented with potential suicide risk um, had an improvement in, in their well-being. Um, so that's the present of where we are. But I have to tell you, we we're not going to be able to staff our way out of this. Mm-hmm. There is a supply-demand mismatch across every sector of healthcare. Um, we talk about um, this healthcare, mental health students, seniors, pediatrics across the board. Um, So we have to have innovative solutions. And part of that innovative solution is not just having uh, episodic care for healthcare, which is really actually called sick care, if you think about Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. but to actually have wellness solutions. They're embedded in everything that we do. I I love uh, knowing a little bit of what, uh, what you're doing, where you're actually trying to work to prevent Um, seniors from needing to go to higher levels of care, and you're you're trying to help monitor them at home and using technology. um, We're trying to help students uh, through through digital care journeys that they can go on their own, through a peer-to-peer community um, to where they can receive uh, encouragement. They can provide encouragement to each other. Um, That's what's really key. So we're investing very heavily in that. Um, It's been amazing to see uh, the response to students so far. Just to quantify this just a little bit, um, we released our peer to peer community um, uh, in addition to all the other services that that I've already mentioned, uh, and students have poured into it. Uh, We are on pace just for this fall semester to have over 500,000 engagements um, from students um, with uh, mental health, professional mental health providers. seeing a physician for their medical needs, but also receiving um, encouragement and support from each other in our peer-to-peer community. So um, the future is admitting where we are. It's, it's addressing the fact that there is a uh, very serious uh, crisis out there, but there are silver linings embedded in that Uh, students are asking for help. Um, And there are companies like Timely MD who have gone out and set up to to innovate and to use technology so that we can break down every single barrier that we possibly can so that students don't have to wait, um, so that students can get immediately connected to somebody who can help them. Because um, waiting is the difference oftentimes between uh, life and death. And so that's, uh, that's what's exciting for us. I think that's what the future looks like.
0: Um, and I'm, I'm, I love talking about it, if you can't tell. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about before we close was for you to describe to the audience that um, support for the faculty and how that's um, adding to the value. Right. Sure. So um,
1: faculty and staff need a thought partner. And one of the things that I think that we have learned um, as we look at the impact of not just COVID, but really even where healthcare was um, pre-COVID, our providers are burned out. And anytime you have a crisis, one of the things that we have to be focused on and that we have to be uh, thinking about is uh, how do we help the first responders? And if you think about the mental health crisis that's taking place on campuses right now, our faculty and staff are our first responders. Mm -hmm. And so we're doing everything we can, not just to help the students, but to give faculty and staff an avenue for them to realize that they have our partner as well too. And so in the same way that we're talking to students and uh, we're marketing to make sure that they know the services available, we're also marketing and letting faculty and staff know, um, do you have a student um, who you are concerned about that you need a partner with uh, to help so that we can get engaged and help them as well, too? They need to know they're not doing this alone.
0: Yeah, They
1: need to know that they have a partner. Um, and so as we continue to grow and we look at the future, uh, part of that is also... Um, leveraging our capability to provide the same services mm-hmm. to faculty and staff as well too. Mm-hmm. We have some partners that have yeah. begun to invest in that um, and we're seeing more and more interest. Um they're saying, "Wow, our students needed this. This was amazing. I can't believe what this is for students." And and because they're seeing the impact, they're saying, "We want this too." Yeah. And so we are uh we're adapting to that need. We've already been providing faculty and staff um, care um, at many of our campuses, and we're just seeing that continue to grow. So uh, it's not enough just to think about um, the, the focal point of the crisis. We have to remember our first responders as well, too. We have to think about everybody um, that touches students because, um, again, it's, there's a crisis out there, but there's also really resilient community around who just oftentimes need that little bit of extra help.
0: Yeah, when you think about all of the um, adaptations faculty had to make during COVID to adjust how they deliver curriculum um, in a remote world, uh, a tremendous amount of resilience was demonstrated but with that came a tremendous amount of stressor uh, to be able to achieve that outcome. So I, I'm just really happy to hear there's no one left out uh, in the campus yeah. world from being able to to benefit from your solution. So. I I just find it tremendously exciting. I'm so glad I learned about it as a result of this podcast, and I will be singing about it from the mountaintop. So um, thank you for sharing with us today all about Timely MD and Timely Care, Um, and thank you again for being my guest. Um, Are there any parting words that you'd like to share with the audience before I close, Dr. Booth? You know, I think it's,
1: uh, we all have to realize our role uh, in this. Um, We can't, as I mentioned earlier, just staff our way out of this. Um, We have to have partners who can come in and augment existing resources. But I think we all have to realize uh, our role in this. And it can be intimidating Mm -hmm. uh, to think about uh, what's out there. But I think each person has um, value to add. Sometimes that value uh, is being transparent and saying you're not all right yeah. um, and being willing to have the courage um, to go out and to seek care. Um, but it's also about encouraging uh, those that you see who need help. Um, and so that's, uh, that's my encouragement to everyone. Uh, Timely Indeed is an incredible solution for how we can partner Um, With people who are doing this, we're we're taking care of 1.5 million students across 230 universities. Um, But we all need to help. Um, We all need to to pitch in and um, do everything we can to help each other out. I think that's what makes us human. Um, I think that's what um, continues to drive us and and it gives us meaning uh, when we know we can help. Um, I know for Timely Indeed, and uh, all of the the people who work for us, it's that mission that drives us. Um, We wake up every day obsessed with trying to uh, help students achieve their goals and to help students overcome uh, medical and mental illness. Um, It's uh, it's a worthy and noble endeavor, and I'm excited to be a part of it. So thank you so much for uh, letting me. Uh, talk about it some. Um, it's mm. it's uh, it's an incredible movement, and I'm I'm very thankful to be a part of it.
0: Wow. Well, I wish you all the future success, um, both personally and with your company. Um, and again, thank you for being on Bringing Virtual Care Home. And thank you all for listening. And I hope you'll join us again soon for our next episode of Bringing Virtual Care Home. Have a great day.